So what? So it's got all the, it's got all the mix in the cup. Yeah. So uh, let me show you real quick. So this is this one's a margarita. Yeah. Uh, basically, like buying if you go to the store and buy the margarita mix. Okay. They does have. It, um, does it have booze in it? No. 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 So it looks but, like uh, for everybody listening, it looks like a little applesauce container, but it's got yeah, margarita exactly. mix in it. Exactly. And they have a bunch of different types. So like this, they have an old fashioned one, uh, margarita. They have the classic collections got a whiskey sour, which is delicious. Um, old fashioned um, Long Island iced tea. If you want to be like your late teens and get blacked out drunk. Um, <laughs> cosmopolitan uh, uptown rocks I don't know what no way. but you just literally pour it push button and call it it and then it, it literally just pours out all the mix right there so it's gone it's, you just pop it it's like a Keurig but for booze correct it's 100% exactly what it is it is a <laughs> alcoholic Keurig no shit this is wild I've, how have I never seen this Dude, I recently, uh, I recently saw a. Uh, do you follow Barstool Sports? Uh, no, I don't. But I like it. Always pops up in my feed, full stuff. <laughs> so I'm always seeing that stuff. Okay, so I like, would just get lost in a rabbit hole if I actually started following them, and then I would just die. It would be bad. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's I I you know I scroll through and I I watch a few of them every now and then. But um, there was one recently they posted about the um, uh, it was something about like people who drink more more than the recommended amount or what I, I don't know. People who get blackout drunk essentially is what it was, and it was a color coded map, and it was like white was nobody drinks, and then like a dark navy blue is everybody oh. drinks. Someone reposted this and it was Utah had like it was nothing white. Yeah. yeah. Utah was yeah. white. And then Wisconsin, where I live, was like black. <laughs> <laughs> every county, every county was uh was dark blue. It was like the number of I imagine they do alcohol sales and then they do like per capita person and they just like even that out. Mm. But uh yeah, and then they zoom in and they're like, there is one white county. You would think that it's a county, but it's actually a lake. we have a giant lake that color like fourth of july it gets dark right yeah yeah no it is uh it's it's year round i am i am a light drinker for my friend group and i will have four to five cocktails like an evening and that's like that's very light i know i'm sure like you back when you said you were drinking a lot you would have crushed me and maybe back in back in my heyday, I would have I would have put up a fight, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's funny because like you uh, you think you think that being an alcohol state like Wisconsin, I would know about this Keurig for cocktails. It's but I suppose bar- we just Bartesian or yeah, Bartesian. Yeah, yeah, premium cocktails on demand. So you just like yeah. You fill up, dude, it's like if I'm describing this to people on the podcast here. So it's like a Keurig, you know, the Keurig has like the side water container. So instead of the side water container, you have four side water containers and you fill them up with different types of booze. So then you can put the little like K cup, but it's actually a cocktail mix in there. 
then you push a button and then it fills up it drops the track drops the mix in and then it picks the right alcohol and then you get to set the uh, i'm looking all this up this is ridiculous you get to set the yeah, alcohol it's... like percentage levels and stuff <laughs> it's wild yeah, austin it's was great. like i'm i'm drinking bougie tonight <laughs> yeah i'm super bougie with it and the thing is like you still do need to put a little bit of water in it that's how they make the mix like okay there's a water canister in the back but it's not like a keurig where you have to it's literally just water and coffee this is it mixes it in with the mixture because it's a concentrate yeah and then that's it but yeah Damn. it works great and every once in a while when i want to get a little squirrely i dip into that <laughs> when you're out of the regular stuff no this would be i feel like this would be a fun a fun gift for uh for like my wife's birthday or something like that mm -hmm. this. this would be a bomb ass white elephant gift to give out like oh, if, if you yeah. like people that you do white elephant gifts with this would probably be the best no for sure if th this is one that you want to be like the talk of the town when you go yeah. to white elephant can you i don't even how much how much did that thing cost you want to tell me or i, I don't remember off the top of my head 370 bucks yeah Damn. it was off of, i think we got off of amazon okay but but see the thing is back in the day we would do this we don't get to see some of our family members a lot and sure. so um we used to partake in it we would do this thing called drunks giving and so we'd have family members over i knew we had an instant connection yeah. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't actually done it in ah a year and a half maybe two years and what we would do is uh the group of people that was like my mom and dad would have uh cocktails to make i with my ex-wife would make cocktails um and then though i think the last time was when i was going through my divorce so i had to make cocktails by myself um i'm sorry yeah it's fine it it was just literally just some thrown together high school like or like typical, typical like man drink like juice no the guy that always wins is my cousin's husband he's a bartender so he's and he goes all out he'll find he'll go to like the last time we did it, he went to this asian market to get this flour so he can grind it up and it changes the color as you're like mixing it from like a blue to a purple and it was like he went all out Damn. And then my sister's husband made like a an award. So whoever got the best one at the end of the night got this award. Yeah. And uh, we were doing cook, we we're cooking out while, during the whole thing. So we're eating and whoever got the best uh, cocktails, it was pretty fun. And uh, keep on talking about doing it. But then life happens and adulting happens. <laughs> You got to go do stuff and responsibilities and priorities. Be responsible every once in a while, and it's so hard to do. Right, dude. I love. Uh, there's a meme that I've been seeing, which is, um, it's like people think. Uh, maybe it's like a. It's not a meme. It's like uh, the tags that you put on the reels or the TikTok or whatever. And mm -hmm. it, uh, people think I have nice shit because I make a lot of money. I'm just extremely irresponsible. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, all right, that's fair. That's, that's not fair. the story of my life right now, actually. Right. Yeah. I got all life. this stuff because I uh, I could just spend my money on dumb shit all the time. So. Right. 
do I need a $500 dialed site? Cause my old one wasn't doing the trick. No, yes. but I want yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always tell everybody on Instagram or anybody that hits me, it's like, do not ask me if you need something. Cause I'm going to tell you, yes, you do. Even though you don't need it. <laughs> I'm the worst enabler. Uh, oh, that's like, great. People, I was talking to AJ about that same thing. He does the same thing with anything. Nice yeah. Apex. The same thing. He, uh, anybody asked me anything, should I get it? It's like, um, yeah. Right. Can you afford it? No, but yeah, you should still get it. It's like, kind of thing. It's like I don't, right. like, don't ask me. It's oh like, yeah. Dude. One of my, uh, one of my coworkers bought a, um, one of my coworkers and him and I make similar amounts of money and, and we know, like, we know how much each other is making because we know of all, all of our commission rates and we can see all of our sales coming in. And mm-hmm. so we always talk shit to each other because one of my, one of my coworker bought a quiet cat, like warrior or something like that. It's like an $8,000 e-bike, right? That's crazy. Like, right. Well, so for him, he sold his dirt bike. He lives out in Denver. He sold his dirt bike and he's going, he wanted, and then he tore his Achilles. Or I'm sorry, he tore his Achilles in like May. So then he sold his dirt bike because he can't ride his dirt bike. And then all of a sudden, like his Achilles recovery is like 50% ahead of where he should be because he he went into the doctor and he got it all fixed up. And he was like, I want to go elk hunting in September. And they were like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> they like just laughed at him. They're like, no. And he's he's walking a mile mile and a half right now he's doing fine wow um yeah which is crazy like crazy recovery time and so he's like i still can't ride the dirt bike but he sold it so he took that money i think he sold it for like five grand and just took that money and put it towards this e-bike and he's like dude this thing is phenomenal this is amazing like i freaking love it i wouldn't and now that i have it i'm never going back yada 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 you need to get one and i was like no and he's like, yes. He's like, you need to get one. I was like, dude, I don't live out West. I'm not going to ride all over the place. He goes, dude, for your private hunting ground, it's big hills and big valleys. You just coast down that fucker. And when you're done, you just ride it right out. He goes, you should even get the deer cart to hook onto it. So you can hook up a deer in there. And I was like, dude, I don't need that. If I shoot one, I'll just grab the four wheeler. He goes, no, be quiet. Go in there with the, you know, and I'm just like, Jesus he's like the, the new spokesperson, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's just all about it. And I'm like, um, and I said, and I, I, him and I have a great relationship. So I said, Hey, you know, those people that buy things that they really regret. So they try to convince other people to buy them too. So they don't feel so bad about buying it. That's you. And he just said, no, shut the fuck up. dude. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you totally, you messed with him. You probably went to bed. Oh, yeah. Night. Oh, oh yeah. Make him, make him think about it. So what do I do? I Snapchat one of my buddies. I'm like, dude, should I get this? <laughs> and I did. I made a pretty big sale this quarter. So I can, I can certainly afford it. And my buddy's like, uh, Yeah you definitely should. I send it to my friend group. I'm like, Hey guys, what do you think about these? They're like, if you're buying it, you should, and you should probably leave it at my property for a weekend or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like, Jesus like yeah, just, I'll, I'll test it out for you to see how well it does. Right. You 
no no even they don't even go well what do the reviews say or you know i heard these bikes might be better it's just a flat yes you should buy them. yeah <laughs> your buddies will always do that that's a sign of a good friend it's like they want you to bury yourself so eventually you have to sell it for like pennies on the dollar so they can take it from you and right, then eventually no you have to buy it back and they're gonna rip you a new one but oh man i got it for cheap but uh this is how it is <laughs> right exactly yep oh man no i think this uh yeah i think this cocktail maker i think it'll might make its way into my house for for my wife at some point the only thing how are the cocktails that actually come out of it are they good yeah so you can choose like light medium or stiff on the alcohol rating okay and uh the one that i really like i like whiskey or bourbon so like a whiskey sour that one's delicious okay. um there's one called um uh oh i forgot what it's like uptown rocks or something like that and that's another whiskey drink that one's delicious the margarita one was okay um i don't know if i've had mm. anything else but they're pretty good like you can get the variety pack that has one of each and you can test them out mm. and then you can just go through and decide yeah. what you want okay yeah i might have to do that might have to give it a try because if they're good i'll i would drink them but if they're like i don't know if if they're not very good like i like so right now drinking just straight whiskey i don't and and beer and whatnot i don't like sweet drinks i like old fashions mm -hmm. um in wisconsin a lot of people don't know this so in wisconsin an old fashioned is actually made you take orange like a slice of orange and some cherries and some sugar you drop them in the bottom of a cup and you muddle them up mm -hmm. and then after that you add like three four shakes of bitters you add brandy or whiskey you pick and then you add sweet or sour which would be you know a squirt or a seven up and then yeah. that's how you make an old-fashioned in wisconsin and it's not like a standard thing so like i will drink those i'll drink maybe like a top end four of those usually like two or three and then um and then after that it's just like whatever i was drinking within that like if i was drinking like an old-fashioned with maker's mark and sour i would just switch to just maker's mark, maker's mark. Yeah, yeah that's probably or i do like maker's mark and sour or something like that just to like mm -hmm. get off that um that sweetness kick but if these things are are pretty good and they're not very sweet like this will be no, the, fantastic. The, um, the whiskey sour is actually probably my favorite one and it doesn't last long. Like I, so like going through my divorce and everything like that. And even during my marriage, I was drinking a lot. I was drinking about 30, close to 30 Coors Lights a day. No shit. I was, yeah, I would I not have, I take back everything. I would not have given you a run for your money at all. <laughs> <laughs> like so no like, no chance like, uh, that that's like an like if you think about it it's maybe four or five solid double ipas maybe yeah just but like, still like dude i like just for a comparison um but, july or memorial day weekend we went on a camping trip to a buddy's a buddy's property and he has a nice river and and sh or a stream on his property and a big campsite and there's like people pull up eight nine campers and you just party all weekend yeah. and him and i sat down at noon 
And we just, I set a case in between us and I looked at him and I was like, Hey, we're going to finish this in the next few hours. And he was like, you serious? I was like, yep. And he was like, all right. And we had a hard time dropping down 15 beers each in an afternoon. Oh, like uh, now, now I'd be dead. I'd be dead. (laughs) 15 beers. I have four Coors Lights and I am done. Oh man. So like, yeah, like back in the day back in the heyday man you were a lot uh, heavier though weren't you you lost i was 110 pounds heavier yeah yeah so big dude yeah i was uh i'm still i mean i'm 6'2 250 right now and it's like well i've now i was a hundred hundred pounds heavier now so but i'm gaining muscle back now but yeah it was a depression and shitty marriage and everything kind of made me drink a lot but uh yeah now now i i partake here and there not as much but um i mean i'm not gonna just quit cold turkey i did there for a little bit to lose weight and kind of get my shit together Mm -hmm. but i'll still partake i'm not gonna be that guy sitting in the corner just saying no i'm not gonna have any i'll have a few toddies with you (laughs) no shit well cheers cheers brother appreciate it i appreciate it big man thanks for having one with me So tell me about this blacktail you killed and the bear. I want to hear about both of them. Um, so Wait, the black hold on. Tail... Give me one second. I got to do an intro. I got to actually podcast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Got Austin Caldwell on the line here. Um, for everybody listening, that was just, uh, this is this is what usually happens before I start the podcast. There's a whole lot of BS and, and catching up. But I've found that I've asked my buddies and I've asked a few friends who listen to the podcast if they enjoy this stuff. And apparently they do. They enjoy the bullshit. And that goes on before we actually like put serious faces on. And we try to I always try to not put a serious face on and just have a good time anyway, which, you know, usually happens. But there's a few times where it doesn't. And people kind of like, OK, I'm being recorded. It's all different now. And we got to you mm-hmm. know, be clean and conscious and all this stuff. But anyway. Yeah, got Austin, got Austin online. And if you look up or if you follow Callie underscore Bowhunter, that's Austin's account. Um, and and we're talking about a, a a really nice blacktail that he killed as well as a bear um that he got down, right? It was a blacktail, right? I'm not confusing. Yeah, that. yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. It wasn't my target blacktail, but it's a pretty damn good blacktail for yeah, the bear. Yeah, it's a huge blacktail. So yeah. Talking about talking about that today. Um, and before we get started, just want to throw out um, a couple uh, a couple real quick thank yous and 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 announcements. So first one would be um, our, the partners, the partners of Deervane, which would be Venado, uh, shopvenado.com, custom lifestyle apparel. Check out their cold weather line, their fall line. It's rolling out. Um, they got some awesome like Henleys and fleece flannels and jackets and things like that. So go check those guys out here. Um, they sell out a lot in November. So if you go there and like something, um, October is a phenomenal time frame to get there. If you're like me and you don't want to buy like a $500 freaking like mid-layer jacket or something in the fall, you want something that can go under, like you have your quarter zip or whatever you have your like, uh, what would I call it? Like your, uh, like your North Face or Columbia jacket that you always like to wear and you want something under that, their fleece flannel is phenomenal for that i really like it um so check check them out vector custom shop make great arrows awesome 
awesome arrow builds. Go check out those guys. And then lastly, Onyx Maps. If you don't know Onyx Maps, uh, you know, it's GPS waypoints, uh, public private land boundaries, works online, works offline, works across the entire country. You can buy the premium package. You can get to try it for seven days. Check that out. So first of all, thank you to all the partners of the, the podcast. But then also um, just quick, uh, quick rollout announcement, which would be the Deer Vein Whitetail series, which is coming up starting next. I think it's next week, which would be early September. Yeah. So next week, we're going to start the Deer Vein Whitetail series, which is one to two podcasts a week. And those podcasts are going to be all about whitetails and it's going to be uh, season specific or portion of the season specific. So like the, the podcasts that roll out next week will be uh, based on early season. Right. And then when we roll out podcasts in October, early October, it's going to be based on the pre-rut and then late October, it's going to be based on the rut. And then kind of mid to late November, we're going to be talking about late season so that you guys, whatever you guys listen to, um, on the podcast, you can actually utilize in the field in the upcoming weeks. So that's the idea. And the and the other piece behind it is we're going to be doing tactics and strategies, but also going to be having conversations just like we're having today with Austin, which are kill kill conversations. So um, people who knock down a great buck, I'll be hitting them up. I'll be finding them on Instagram, browsing that stuff really hard. If you guys kill one, every anybody listening to this would love to have listeners on the podcast. If you guys kill one right into me, find me on Instagram, tell me you killed one. I only have so much time in the day to scroll through the gram. Try not to actually, <laughs> unless it's for work and whatnot. So, um, so try and so just let me know right in somehow love to have you on the podcast and want to talk about, you know, the kill itself, how it happened, what strategies, what tactics you put into it and kind of redo that story as well as provide some educational information um, that can be beneficial to everybody listening. So that's the idea um, for the Deer Brain Whitetail series. This will be the third year we're doing it. And um, hopefully got some more, more partnerships coming on board here, having conversations with a few different people um, to do that. And I think that's it for my announcements. Anything else? Austin, anything you want to add to an announcement? Anything uh, you're doing that's exciting and fun? Uh, not really. <laughs> that, I mean, just nothing really. I, uh, I am doing like a trial base period kind of thing with Annihilator right now. I'm going to be working for them, answering all their tuning questions and stuff. If so, if you go onto their website nice. or any of their stuff, um, you got any tuning questions, uh, and you hit the live chat feed on the website or anything like that. Um, typically, I'm going to be the one that it sends it to my phone directly. So if you're trying to contact anybody at Annihilator, it typically will come to me for any of the tuning stuff. Um, nice. It's basically the same thing I've been doing from the get-go with my Instagram or just people that have my phone number in general. Uh, <laughs> it's just now that I'm I'm actually getting kind of a little side hustle with it. So yeah. No, other than that's that, awesome. Other than that, nothing really, man. I'm just when I don't have my kids, I'm hunting. And when I have my kids, I'm wishing I'm hunting with my kids. So, <laughs> so oh, that's good. Yeah. Um Sunday morning, I think it was Sunday morning. My kids been waking up really early. Like Charlie's my my three-year-old son, and he's been waking up around. 5 30 in the morning, 5 15. 
So I usually get up around five and I try to go for a run, get my shit together, plan on my day and stuff. And lately he's been getting up like early and I have to mess around with him and try to keep him in his room and whatever. So on Sunday morning, he wakes up, he goes to the bathroom and I hear the light turn on in the bathroom or I'm sorry, I see the light turn on and I hear the fan turn on. And then all I, all I hear is through the fan after like a couple minutes, like I just sat there in the dark. Like I want him to just get up, go to the bathroom, go back to bed. Right. So I turned off the TV as soon as I heard his door open and, uh, and all I hear is dad, I pooped. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm like, oh man. man. So like he knew parenting glorious. Yeah. He freaking knew he knew. So I went in there and I helped him wipe wipe his butt. Um, and uh, man, I am trying to get him to wipe his own butt, but dude, he uses half a thing in toilet paper and still gets poop on his hands, and it's awful. Like yeah. I, just whatever, you're not coordinated enough to do this yet. So yeah. wipe his butt and I pull up his pull up his pull up in his pants, and I'm like, all right, back to bed. And he looks at me, he goes, Dad, can I watch elk hunting with you? Oh yes, and I was can, like. Son. Yes, you can. Don't tell your mom. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Three is is a good age. It's, um, man, I, so I have an 11 and eight and now a six year old. And, um, I remember two, like they say the terrible twos. Yeah. Three, three can be hit or miss three or I always said it was the asshole threes. They're just little shitheads for the most time. <laughs> but when they're not, they're like Sour Patch Kids. They're really good yeah. when they're really good. And then when they're bad, it's just utter chaos. Mm. And uh, yeah, my, my, so your three-year-old's your youngest? No, I got a one-year-old too. Oh, you got yeah. a freshman. Yeah. So you got, yep. you got two kids. Yep. Yep, yep. So, so a boy, yeah. a boy and a girl, or a boy. You got it. Oh. Yep. And the girl is so far. She's like, he's pretty good. When he when he is bad, he certainly is like, no, I'm not doing that. Okay, I'll pick you up and make you do it. You mm-hmm. know, type of thing. Like you got to do that with him. But she is the more feisty one. She's the one that you'll like pick her up to go make her do something, and she'll look you in the face. She'll raise, she'll give you the raised eyebrow, like, <laughs> "What are you think you're doing?" And then she'll smack you, like you got to watch out. She'll actually hit you in the face, and I'm just like, you're like little dodging her a little bit. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. So really, like, I carry her kind of like a duffel bag now. Like I just like yeah. throw her under my arm and just you know walk her in whatever. Like I had to do that today because she was being very feisty but <laughs> she sleeps like a champ 7 p.m oh, to 7 a.m like 12 hours that's so beautiful yeah yeah the so, thing is like people that don't have kids will never know until they have kids, <laughs> but like like my kids the days we have school and i have them to take them to school they struggle to get up but i have them on the weekends they're up, like you were saying, five, five thirty, like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to conquer the world. Yeah, just terrorizing the house. But you try to get them up at like six thirty to go to school. They're the most groggy, like drugged, like roofied college <laughs> girl that you can just kind of drag out of bed. It's horrible. And uh, I, I 
I, I just don't get it. Um, but kids, yeah, I don't. Kids are finicky creatures, man. They are. They can be so so finicky, and and you know they're gonna be like, yeah. You you start to learn when they're gonna be feisty with you, and when they're not. And yeah, you, you uh, get like, like a sixth sense about it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, when they get for mine, obviously it's when they get tired and when they get hungry. Like they're hangry and yep. they're tired and they're pissed off at the, they be just become pissed off at any you can't say anything right at that point. It's just like they're simpler adults. It's <laughs> like the best way is like I know I get angry if I don't have food in my system. It's like my friends make fun of me when we go hunting, um, on hunting trips. So I'll have it depends. Sometimes I'll have like a, a full peak refuel and sometimes I'll just have like a, like a one, one bar or just a bar and some coffee in the morning. And then we'll bang out like a wicked hike to get to where we want to go. And if I don't have snacks throughout the day, I turn into like one of those snicker commercials. Yeah. And uh, a 62250 guy getting a little hangry is probably not a good thing. Uh, but it's uh, funny because there's certain times where I'll eat a little bit for breakfast, but I won't eat anything till dinner, especially on my hunt trips where I kind of like if I'm putting on stock on something or if I'm really focused on I need to get to that area or something like that. If I'm really, I notice it actually more when I'm at home, when I'm working on my truck or doing something, if I'm really focused on something, my appetite goes out the window. I can mm. just keep after it. But the second I realize that I, I didn't eat anything, I turn into a not so friendly person. And uh, yeah, I, I get the whole hangry thing. So yeah, yeah, it's not a good thing to deal with for sure. No, no. So if you have, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have kids, plenty of snacks, right? Mm -hmm. Plenty of snacks on hand, just in case. Yeah, I got, I got my uh, 110 quart Arctic cooler in my truck, so I always have water. I have, we have these Ziplocs at my work, and I would as only assume they're like 10 gallon Ziplocs. They're massive. You could fit a small human child in it, <laughs> and I'll throw chips and i'll have all the snacks in it in my in that in my truck so at all times i have something for the kids to munch on yeah always. because there's nothing worse than driving from one place to another or even like on long road trips and they're like i'm hungry or they start bitching and moaning about god knows what you can kind of just throw food in their mouth and shut them up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect parenting, parenting is just uh it's one of it's uh, like it's one of the most amazing like jobs but at the end of the day you're just feeding small monsters and making sure they get to one spot to another that's it right that's all it is yeah and so trying to make sure they don't like the hard part is trying to make sure they don't turn out to be assholes like that's, That's like, especially nowadays, man. It's like back in the day, I would only assume that your parents were kind of like my parents. It's like, if you misbehaved, you'd get the shit kicked out of you. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you would get a good old fashioned, yeah. biblical ass whooping. 
nowadays yeah. you can't you can't do that to a kid and so well you can Debatable. but most of the time <laughs> yeah most of the time they're gonna end up calling or they're gonna say something at school or something and then it, right. it just doesn't work out but i i remember that turning point actually is i have two younger sisters and my middle sister's she was a hellion when she was younger and i vividly remember we were all at a family dinner my grandmother was alive at the time she came out from florida to visit us and we're at a really nice restaurant and my sister is being a little shit and my dad drags her out and goes to spank her outside of the restaurant like at the vehicle and this lady drives by and is like hey i'm gonna report you for spanking her and i remember my dad my dad's from the south, so he's very rough around the edges. And uh, it's like, well, if you want to come over here, I'll spank you too, kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> she didn't appreciate that. But it's like, I still remember that to this day because I was there and I was like, there's actually someone bitching about reprimanding a child for being a little shit. And it's like, sorry if I'm rough. I've had a little bit of tequila. So, no. Um, I'm going to get a little what you're saying is is true. I think nowadays we're way too soft on people, even adults. Uh, People need to be reprimanded. No matter what it is, It's, it's like there's two people can think they can get away with things that they shouldn't be able to get away with. Yeah. And, uh, Dude, that is a, we should, we could have a whole podcast on that. Oh, dude, don't even, like, don't even get me started. Let's start talking about something else. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, like, you, you hit the nail on the head. My dad is, is six, five, 300 pounds. And, and he definitely, like, made sure that I knew that he was king of the castle. And that's fair. That's fair. Cause when I told him, when I would tell him to fuck off, he'd be like, all right, let's find out, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, you know, and I've, the biggest I've ever been is I'm six, two. And the biggest I've ever been is two thirty. So like, I don't even come close to him. Um, but I, you better fucking knew that when I would, when I would mouth off to him, I would first find the exits, make sure that I could beat him to the door and get yeah. outside before I talk shit. Yeah. It goes back. It goes back to that whole uh, "Would you rather be liked or feared?" kind of thing. It's like honestly, yeah. honestly, as dad, a parent, as a I, parent, and yeah. you know the thing too is like, I'm not your friend. Right. I'm just. I'm, I'm not your friend. Like I love you and I want to be your friend, but I'm not your friend. I'm parenting you, and I will be your enemy before I'm your friend. But I'm going to make sure that you don't turn into a little shit like. 99% right. of everybody that's out in this world nowadays. Yeah. So. I agree. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of our, my, so I'm 32 and a bunch of our friends, some of them are, they try to be friends with their kids. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like, that's not, it your doesn't role. work, man. Right. It well, doesn't work. It do, yeah. So it's, I can't, I, I, I don't know. There isn't like, this is how you parent. Like I, can't, yeah, no. I, I believe what I believe and you believe what you believe and you can, you can do you and I can do me. And it like, we'll find out when our kids are 40 and figure out, yeah. but you'll never know. Cause you never have a big enough sample size. Maybe it was just that kid, but anyway, like that. Yeah. I mean that whole thing. And the, the other, the biggest piece that I think falls into play there 
is people just don't keep their word anymore. Like, no, you, not at all. Right. Not if at you all. look at like when I look, my wife and I, we we de- decided this rule right away is like, if you look at that, if I look at my son and I go, hey, do that again and I'm taking it, you got to take it. Even if yeah. you don't want to, and even if it's a pain in the ass, and even if he's going to scream in the grocery store or in the restaurant or whatever, you have to do it because the rule is the rule. If you say something, you have to do it. And I'm right? guilty of that, dude. Like, I understand 100%. Like, people's word means dick nowadays. And that's the thing is, like, I, coming from a shitty marriage and, like, just being depressed, I, I'll snap. If I say something and someone doesn't listen to me, I'll fucking lose it. But the one thing is like when it comes to my kids, like I want them to enjoy themselves, but I also want them to have respect. And if they're being rude, but then immediately like it's hard, man, like parenting's parenting's rough, but it's hard. I need to be more like you. And the fact is like you need to stand by what you say. But honestly, like they love their Xbox 360. My middle child is obsessed with it. And I've taken it a few times and literally it's gone to a point to where I've contemplated on just leaving the house and making like, I don't even know if they're going to survive if I leave the house, but I'm going (laughs) to just vanish. All right. (laughs) I take the Xbox, they lose their shit. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here kind of thing. But you got to stick to it because our parents did that. Our parents. Well, the thing is, is like, if, if, uh, if I'll, if you're in a shitty situation and a cop tells you to put your hands behind your back, like you better fucking believe that you better do that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. 100%. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, and if, and if you grow up with parents where they go, Hey, put your hands behind, or, you know, I'm going to take your Xbox and they go, yeah, bullshit. You are. And you're like, yeah. fine. Like you never actually do it. And then, and then what about work? You know, people like work says, Hey, do that again. And we're going to have to write you up. You do that a second time. We're going to have to mm-hmm. can you. And all yeah. of a sudden, like they lose their job because they never realized that like shit's real. When people tell you to do stuff, you better fucking We're do the it. foundation like, for sure. Parents yeah. are the foundation. The problem is, right. I think, is I'm not super. There's times where I'll do it. Okay, two strikes, you're out. I I typically don't get to oh, three yeah. because I'm a psychopath when it comes. To, I'm very militant <laughs> when it comes to parenting. But yeah, two strikes, you're out. But the thing is, there's. It, ah, man parenting's so rough everybody's got their own little thing and um it is we count I, the I, three I, we count the three like if you get the three yeah. like ooh, oh it's a bad yeah. day for if you i go hey guys you need to do this and they don't do it and i go one two two they're getting their ass up because they know they're gonna get some right that's the some, yeah some serious stuff going on but i don't know if i could say that without cps showing up <laughs> when you post this, but um <laughs> Yeah, no, I I get it, man. Like, us uh, parents in general are the foundation of what is going to be the future of this country, and uh, yeah, that sure. that's a like you were saying, it's going to be a whole nother fucking podcast. We could sit and just have right. a whole bunch of parents on here. Yeah, but it, help me. It, go oh, on, go sorry. Finish, finish your thought, and then I'm gonna. It's like coming from you're in wisconsin i'm here in california there's a lot of um i'm just gonna say there's a lot of liberals out here with left leftward more i guess it would be just more open thinking and um 
I don't fit in here when it comes to that. <laughs> so when I've parent, like I'll go to parties and whatnot, like kids parties, and I'll be the guy that drags a kid out and be like, I don't even know the kid. I'll be like, Hey, look, motherfucker. And I won't say that obviously, <laughs> but I'll just say, Hey, look, you need to learn some respect. It's like, that's your mom. I'll parent someone else's kid. I'll be that guy. But I've had to do it a few times, but it's like, I was raised to say yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, you might not know it now because I swear a lot and I'm kind of a prick from time to time, but <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, please. Yes. Like, yeah. please. Thank you. Um, I'm not doing it now because I'm in my kid's room, but hat off and here pulling chairs out for women. It's like, you got to be a gentleman, right? Yeah. It's kind of a lost art, really. But um, yeah, hundred percent. You gotta have manners. Yeah, here, here it's um, it's a little muddy compared to uh, like I'll go hunt out in South Dakota, and I fit in with everybody out in South Dakota, one hundred percent. Like cut from the same cloth. But if I go out here and I do anything that is normal to me, it's awkward for most people. Right. And so like like going back to parenting, uh I've noticed my kids will actually go out of their way to open doors for women, um, adult females, and my oldest boy's eleven, or uh a lady that's leaving the school with the kids and they have to go through a gate, they'll open up the door and hold it for them. But uh <laughs> I've seen them quite a few times just let go of the gate while a male with the kid comes <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, fuck you. You could do it, whatever. But like, there's little glimmers of hope to see the future in our kids to be able to like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but no, no, there's glimmers of hope with that, but there's also like, it's uh it's kind of a lost cause at the same time so we're trying to like as parents certain parents i guess are trying to uh instill a good old-fashioned healthy respect but it, yeah. i don't know I don't no know i mean you're gonna like i'll say this last thing and then we'll rotate to to hunting which is like that's california you come to wisconsin and it's probably like 60, 40, 60% mm. people are, are more old school and 40% people are more new school parenting where the kids kind of figure out their way type of thing. Okay. They don't actually like really heavily punish them or whatever it is. Um, and you find it both ways. And, and there's nothing like, there's absolutely no way anyone can say one person's right or wrong because like the kid is who the kid is going to be. And that's just how the world will work. There's, there's all sorts of factors that play into it, right? And how that kid grows up and what what happens and yeah. how, and 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 how can you ever say a person is successful or not? Like, who knows? Like, you, you, yeah, you can't you can't ever so subjective, right? Really. Yeah, you can't like be like, oh, my kid now may my kid has a great job and makes lots of money and has a family. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, my kid does you know is a is a line worker at McDonald's. And yeah. you know what? When you go order your burger, someone has to fucking make it. So my kids is oh, yeah. too. Like someone's gotta someone's gotta do that. 
So like, there's all these, like, what is success? So yeah, you can, you'll never be able to actually figure out. Cause maybe that's what they were. The, the, the world can't have all chiefs. It's gotta have some Indians. Right. Exactly. So like, it's, yeah, there's give and take for everything. So you never know like what, what's it's so subjective. Like, yeah, you just want to, for my, for me, I just want, I would want my kids to just be polite and respectful and say, Hey, like you do you, I'll do me. Don't infringe on me. I won't infringe on you. Exactly. Life is good. And and that's the thing. It's like, if everybody had that mindset, the whole world would be a better place. Right. You just solved world, all the world problems. Like (laughs) you don't be a douchebag. I won't be a douchebag and we'll be a hundred percent. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 And then, and then this little, this little human nature thing called greed kind of comes into and jealousy and all these emotions. Yeah. And it just like blows that whole binary concept up, but (laughs) (laughs) rolling, rolling into the, into the podcast. Thank you, everybody. If you're still listening to this, I really, yeah, yeah, you're like, what the hell is going on with these guys? (laughs) Tequila and whiskey is what's going on. Yeah, that's um, exactly what's going on. So right before we started the uh right before we kind of restarted because Austin got kicked off here. Um first of all, yes, I do have the new dialed archery site. I haven't really talked about it on a podcast yet. Uh, I just got a couple weeks ago, just kind of somewhat cited it in. Um mm-hmm. but I I think it's pretty dope. I think it's pretty sweet. I love mine to be honest with you. And so there's, um, I, I know that you said something or in your stories, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, you were showing your sighting it in or right. You, Probably. you posted something about sighting it in or something like that. It's, I was, I was adjusting the axis. Yeah. So first off, let's be honest, this site, is one of the easiest sites I've ever set up. Dude. I've set yes. up quite a few. Uh, there's three Allen screws to the whole thing, minus adjusting the dovetail in or out. So mm-hmm. your second axis is two, your third axis is one. And it is you can be blind, deaf, and retarded and figure it out. It's just Dude, it's super, pretty super. Yeah. Super like simple. I mean, you literally like for me, I set it. I, I put it on there. I put it on my bow and then I literally lined up the sight with my arrow on my rest. And then, then I shot one arrow and I was shooting to the left. So it has a little micro adjustment clicker knob, like mm-hmm. no Allen's or anything. You just spin it out, spin it in and it moves the sight in or out and it has little measurements on it. So you move it out, move it in. And then you get to, then you shoot again and you're closer to the middle. Then you move it a little bit more and then you're closer to the middle and then you're pretty much set. And then you can, then the micro adjustment, like kind of almost like uh, extends out kind of like a baton would, right? Does that yeah. make sense? It like yeah. kind of comes out of like, yeah, it comes out of the main, I don't know, the main. It's the, it's the rod for the scope housing. Yeah. I want to say the main shaft, but I feel like that's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's a rod that comes out there's of the main so shaft. Many perverted right? little nuances <laughs> to archery, like keep knock shaft. There's so many right? things you can get like super 
like, like the measure the measurements it. on that little micro adjustment piece that comes out match the adjustments that the increments on the site itself so you can like extend it push and pull it in or out until you get it properly set and then you can essentially reel it all the way back in and just count how far out you are if it's three out you know or whatever then you just count three lines on the actual site and then that's what i did and so then it's not extended all the way and then you get like a full range of like if you ever want to move it or whatever and it's not like uh sticking out from the main shaft like that's what i did and it worked out great for me you don't even have to do that you could just leave it extended to wherever you need it to but, yeah, which uh boy shooting in you're shooting them yeah i'm shooting a, a vixer vxr vxr yeah the i have it on my v3x the way i when i go to full draw the way my bow is torqued my post if you're looking at the post of my site is just to the left of center of my arrow and my string mm -hmm. so when i set up my bow i'll always set it dead center everything lined up and then i almost always have to move it to the left with my spot hog i've had to do that it's always maybe a 32nd to a 16th off to the left hmm. uh, and then so what i did is in my backyard i got i can shoot 20 yards I made sure I was hitting 20, went behind my house, which is a PG&E road, and I can get, if I cut some area, like some branches and stuff, I can get almost 100 yards behind my house. Um, okay. And so I shot 20 through 80 in 10-yard increments, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and 80. And then I match it, like, it was kind of weird because typically you would, just get a number and throw it on like if you do spot hog or if you yeah. have a, a black gold you just do the number throw it on the thing is is like i like that for simplicity but i also the dial thing was you're kind of you're doing the same thing but you're also weeding out the irregularities between different distances for each one of the yardages and with that sight tape being able to, or that their cardboard tape that they have, you're able to mate them up. So you're making a custom tape essentially, but you're able to match it up with something that they already pre-made. So instead of just doing a little Sharpie or whatever, um, which works great, obviously, because it's custom to you. But if you're able to get one of the ones that matches up relatively close, like a yard or two at 70 if your bow is quick enough, isn't really that bad. Um, so There's a lot of people who can't who can't shoot seventy and understand whether they were low or high, right? It, you know, a yeah, yard or like, two. Yeah, like there's a like if I'm a, an inch or two high or low at that yardage, that's I get it. Like if I'm so like i shoot enough to where if i'm four or five inches higher left i know it was me yeah but um setting up with that tape it worked great and um at first i was super hesitant but having uh done that and then setting up the tape i went hunting the next day and killed an animal 
so it's so easy yeah set up and nice. um, the only gripe i really have like honestly is something that they're going to alleviate anyways is when they come out with a three pin or a five pin having the two oh. pin when they come out with the three pin or five pin i think it's 100 going to be the best site on the market there's there's you literally can't you can't say otherwise. Um, right now, the way I have my bow set up, I'm a 29 and a half inch draw. I'm shooting 78 pounds and I'm shooting a fairly light arrow. It's um, 487 grains. My top pin set at 20. My bottom uh, is their stub X or whatever they're saying is their bottom pin is 60. So I got a 40 yard draw. <laughs> right i haven't even yeah i haven't even started to mess with that the stubby but i'm probably i shoot a 530 grain arrow i think is what it's at right now Mm -hmm. and uh i would imagine i'll have like a 20 and like a 40 or a 20 and a 50 is probably what it's looking like um so were you shooting the spot hog prior or no i had a black gold black gold yeah. So what I noticed with the, were you shooting the, um, the single pin black hole or are you shooting a three or five? Yeah. Three, three. I've always run, I've never run a single pin. So this is like, really? yeah, this is like new, new endeavor for new me. Territory, but, yeah. Yeah. But I figured, and the reason if, if you guys don't know about the dialed archery started, I did do a podcast on it previously with, with the three owners of dialed, um, but it's essentially a 100% American made site. Yeah. It's uh, the way it's set up. So what I've, I've noticed is the, so I, I kind of am able to see side by side comparisons, like apples to apples here. It's like, I was doing the spa hog prior to this and it was the single pin, but, or the single post double pin spa hog and where they have the bottom pin is actually different on the well, the bottom pin is different on those posts than it is with the dialed. So if I set mm. my uh if I set my top pin at 20, I was roughly about 36 to 37 with my bottom pin. But now if I set at 20, I'm at 60. So mm their main like selling point with dial was saying you're going to be able to get more yardage because yes you are with just dropping that pin but also how it's angled the sight rails angled down so you're able to get it closer to the site that's going to allow for more clearance with your arrow and you're going to be able to get that so realistically all said and done with my setup i should be able to have a pin out to 160 yards which is that's pretty ridiculous ridiculous to be honest with you but <laughs> um yeah and it's one of those people that are like uh all they do is tack that's this is their bread and butter right here if they yeah. want to just just do tack this is it and uh you have a pin for everything no um, i like i like the ability to if i if I have to do a follow-up shot and it's out there 
if I already know there's an arrow in it and the animal's wounded, I'm going to send an arrow no matter what. Even if it's going to be a marginal shot, I want to get another hole in it. I want to make sure that it's going to be bleeding. Um, and if I have to shoot at 160, I'm going to do it. It's like, you can be mad at me if you want, but if I much rather get that animal than have it die and end up coyote food or uh, yeah. mountain lion. There's a shitload of mountain lions out here, but uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that it's dead. But luckily with this site, I haven't had to do that yet. Um, it's just been great. I just like having uh, up until this year was actually, I've been doing five pen sites. So I switched this year with um, my B3X to a single mm. or a single post double pen site. And uh, I've been liking it so far. Good. Good. Yeah. No, I'm, a, I'm excited to give it a shot and you've got, You've got a bear and a blacktail. Do you have any pigs killed uh, yet or no? No? Pig, no pigs yet. I've gotten with this bow, I've done uh, three turkeys. It's the first time I've done three turkeys in my spring season ever um, since I was 12. I'm 34 now. Um, and then I got a deer so far, one deer so far. Uh, I got a bear last weekend. And then I got a bunch of tags left still. I still got one blacktail tag. I got um, an elk tag in Colorado. I leave in like 15 days for. Uh, I got two tags in South Dakota, antelope, and I have a West River special buck tag, which allows me to do either mule deer or uh, whitetail. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Well, yeah, hopefully yeah, you I mean, put that, hopefully you put that site through the paces. <laughs> oh man, last hopefully year, I got, my biggest, I got my first mule deer with my uh, bow last year. And it was one of, um, according to, I'm getting it uh, mounted. The taxidermist said it should be um, top 10 in South Dakota for uh, archery mule deer. No and, I got lucky on that thing. It's literally like dumb. I, I have it on my YouTube. It's pure dumb luck. And it was outside my my family friend's house. Oh, <laughs> and we were getting ready to leave and it, it was chasing does. And um, it was a 22-yard shot as oh, we were getting ready to leave. I was like, no should shit. I shoot it? Should I shoot it? And they're like, yeah, shoot it. I was like, oh, all right, I'm not going to say no. It's like, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth, you know? So, right. No shit. You don't. Yeah, I got lucky with that one. That's but, the uh, thing people like dream about all the time when you're leaving the woods. You're like, well, it could happen at any time. Maybe one will just run right across in front of me right now. It can't. It, it's funny because it happens all too often and people aren't really prepared for it. So, right got lucky with that one and uh, so I, I got a, a awesome. chance of possibly doing it again this year i want to get a white tail but last year they had a, a kill off with the winter the white tail mm -hmm. died off pretty bad um but i'd like to get a white tail because i haven't gotten one with my bow yet and then um antelope so got wow, i got a awesome yeah i got a um a doe last it was the last year two years ago with mm -hmm. my bow with the bxr nice all right so tell me tell me about the blacktail that you killed 
I want to hear about that. And if for anybody who doesn't know, like you can hunt, uh, California is like one of the earliest seasons to open up. If I'm not mistaken, it it might be the earliest. Yeah, I Uh, I bet it is. It is. uh, um, It's always the second Saturday in July that it opens up for archery. And then it closes the second or sorry, the first Sunday in August. And this year they kind of messed it up. It was a two week break. And then um, you can get back into it. But yeah, um, this year, uh, I well, the last three years I've been chasing this one buck and I typically don't name my bucks. It's just something that this one's been haunting me. And it's called, I call him Neo because <clears throat> three years ago, Last year, I didn't have any chance. I had two chances on him, but I never flung an arrow. Three years ago, I flung five arrows at him <laughs> over a span of one season, and he dodged them all. Um, the f- first time, I uh, he well, he jumped the string, so I shot over him. Uh, I shot one and it was sailing perfectly and he went to go, he moved his back leg up to like clean his face and it hit his antlers, like, but it was covering the bread basket. And there's so <laughs> many things. It's like, Ugh. so I called Neo cause matrix is dodging arrows. Yeah. So, um, I saw him last year. He was a great buck last year, but he's only better now. He's a really wide two by three. And, um, just off his width alone, he would probably be in the books for that. Uh, but he's just a solid two by three, really wide. He's maybe, I would suspect he's between 18 and 20 inches wide. And for a black tail, that's, that's huge. wide. Yeah, that's big. Um, especially uh, Columbia black tail. Um, and so um, opening we had a really successful opening weekend, um, opening weekend. I took my buddy TJ. I grew up with the guy. I love him. He's a a good, good friend of mine. Um, we went to our family property and, uh, didn't see anything with my pops and TJ. The next day we went to the spot that I have access to. I've had access to for almost 18 years now. And we get there. First light, I mean, literally minutes after first light, uh, there's a forked horn. And for the zone that we hunt, we hunt A zone, California, and the bread and butter for blacktail, Columbia blacktail is a forked horn. That is, that's it. Like, if you get something bigger than that, you're, you're chief, you're, you're the man. But really, I didn't know that. Bread and butter is forked horn. Um, almost. If you look at just a zone, use like Google search a zone archery blacktail. Ninety, I would say ninety percent of blacktail are going to be forked horns. Um, maybe they have eye guards, maybe they don't, but for the vast majority of it, it is a forked horn. Um, and so, right out the gate, uh, we hike up into this spot, and legal light comes up. 
start walking and I pull my binos. I'm looking this area. I saw a doe, see a fork and horn, and I just can't see my pins clear enough. And at the time I was shooting the spot hog, funny enough. Um, and no offense, uh, no offense to spot hog. Spot hog still makes a great sight. Spot hog is one of the best. Their customer service is phenomenal, by the way. Um, but can't see my pins. So I sat there. We literally sat there for probably 10 minutes staring at this buck. It was bedded down and uh, it got up and just walked off. And I was pissed because we went there um, the night prior after opening morning. We went there opening day in the evening and didn't see anything. So I was suspecting that we wouldn't see anything and um, saw that buck. So I was really, really kind of angry. Put a damper on the morning. But uh, I was with. TJ, like I stated, I was with my pops who, uh, he doesn't shoot his bow very often anymore because he had both of his shoulders replaced, but I, I set him up with my old Matthews uh, Traverse, which is, I wish I didn't do that because I love that bow and now he thinks it's his, but uh, <laughs> it, it's a great bow. That's I like that bow a lot. And um, so we my dad's a different hunter than I am. He likes sitting. He'll, he'll sit down and uh, just wait. And so TJ and I decided I'm going to take him into the backside of the property. We get up there and my, my good buddy that I hunt with solely, like, all the time I actually go into Colorado with him, his name's Matt. Um, he ends up showing up a little bit later. We get up to the top. We're looking around. And we end up seeing neo that buck that i've missed a bunch and we've seen a few smaller bucks and um we actually tried to make a move on neo um it was my goal that weekend was to actually get tj a buck and unfortunately we didn't get him i was planning on getting him the one buck i was i have a few bucks up there that i want um and just for just for reference for everybody listening, like hunting California, uh, it's not like San Diego coastline, palm trees and beach. Like it's <laughs> it's like essentially desert, desert country. Right. Yeah, so it, it's rolling hills, um, tall. Uh, it's actually called Spanish grass. It's um, it can be anywhere from knee to hip high. It almost looks like wheat. And then okay. uh, you're in rolling hills for the vast uh, majority of it if you're hunting A-Zone, um, which is A-Zone is going to be from the Pacific Ocean to I-5, which is the main highway that splits California in half. Um, and it goes from uh, about 100 miles north of San Francisco all the way down to uh, Santa Barbara. Okay. It's a massive spot. Um, so you're, you're, yeah, you're not hunting palm tree. You're not putting a tree stand in a palm tree or anything right. like that. So no, no, um, it's more like mule deer. Like if you were to equate it to anything, it's like mule deer hunting. Yes. So <clears throat> the best way to describe it, uh, if you're just thinking about it mentally, it would be 
similar to Arizona, but lacks less uh, cactus if you replace the cactus with oak trees. Like short, short, like oak brush oak, right? Yeah, so you've got a lot of oak brush, but you also got the oak trees, but they're low hanging. So okay. like the bottom of the gotcha. canopy is like six foot kind of. Mm, so got it. Um, All right. So, yeah, I just wanted to set that stage because like you're you're up you're moving you're looking for these deer like through this oak brush and through or the the oaks the and the grass and all that and you're kind of like almost like spotting and stalking for the most yeah, part. yeah no all all the hunting that we're gonna be doing or that i do vastly is spot and stalk um right. not a lot of tree sand hunting not a lot of blind uh blind um sitting or anything like that um it's vastly spawn stock still hunting through bedding areas and uh similar style okay. hunts and um gotcha so <clears throat> after we yeah. saw that fork and horn I, I was figuring all right i know that i always see bucks on the back side of this property and uh what this the back side of the property Basically, you get up to a spot and you glass until you see something and you try to make a move. And sure. so we see the one buck that I, Neo, that I tried to uh, get a few years ago. And I wanted to get TJ his first ever archery buck. So Neo was with several other bucks. And we decided that we were going to kind of creep around the backside of this property and pop up over the ridge and kind of pop up on top of him um we we got very fortunate as we were going around the corner of this ridge we saw another buck i ended up missing a buck he didn't feel comfortable taking a shot at 80 yards um i felt comfortable taking a shot and i took a shot i ended up hitting a branch that was in the flight path of the arrow so threw me off my game a little bit i was a little pissed off about that but decided to take another shot shot right over it so i get both my arrows and uh was like all right well we're already trying to go over to this one buck and uh we end up making over there and my buddy matt was kind of like our eyes in the sky he was glassing the whole thing he's like hey dude they're gone there's no way you're gonna be able to do anything about it but there's these other bucks that are coming into the valley and you can make a play on so all right so let's do that so i told tj i said you got to go around this ridge here and drop down into the bottom of this canyon and i'll come up and over and we can try to make a play on these bucks if one, if they come up, I'll get a shot. If they come out and around, you'll be able to get a shot. And fortunate enough, they came out and around. TJ was able to get a shot off, and he got his first ever buck, and or first ever archery buck. That's and it awesome. Was this beautiful fork and horn in the velvet, and there's literally nothing better than a, a velvet buck. I love them. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Um, yeah i was super pumped is that's the one thing that's like you get to a stage in your life and you experience <clears throat> enough hunting that you enjoy seeing other people's success far more than you do yourself right and i'm pretty i was pretty pumped up for him i'm really excited for him 
and awesome. um, we take pictures, get him gutted. So, all right, TJ, as we're gutting his buck, I get a text message from my dad that he shot a buck on the same property. And so he goes, hey, I got a buck. I'm going to need your help. And my dad, my dad is 63 now. So he can, he can manage things himself, but he still needs help or he sure. is starting to need help again. Yeah, and yeah. so we deal with TJ's buck. It's like, all right, dude. I had some ice in my cooler, but I'm going to need more ice for two deer. Now it's like, if you get back to down in the trucks, can you run over and get ice while we're dealing with this other buck? Yeah. And he's like, all right. Yeah. So it was the first time that it was like trial by fire. He gets his buck. I show him, like, I walk him through everything, how to rib roll, mm -hmm. quarter out the animal. And like everything you need to do for making sure that you're able to pack out that animal. And so then we throw it all in his pack. He starts walking out. So, all right. So my buddy, Matt and I, um, we start going over to where my pops is and we get over to where my dad is. And uh, I realized he shot the buck that I've been wanting to shoot forever. Like for the last, <laughs> like not, not, not Neo. Okay. But, another buck and it was a stag buck um it was a three by three and i noticed when i was i went up in that area and i was uh shed hunting it had no eye on its left side it was missing an eye it was always in velvet it was a three by three um good looking buck and he had shot and i was, I was kind of pissed off but i was super pumped up that like he actually went out and he he got it done. So yeah. I have a video of it and I'll I'll send it to you actually. But <clears throat> I walk up and I'm like, God damn it, that's the buck you shot. It's like that's the buck I I have history with this buck. And you went out and you you know it's like it's almost like your buddy messing around with your wife, kind of. Like, <laughs> I, I had history with this buck oh i knew God. i knew about this buck i knew like i knew everything about him and my dad shot him and he was oh yeah it was just sitting here at 50 yards and i decided to shoot it it's like well i want to shoot it because <laughs> i i had history uh, with but like i, I don't so i would i wouldn't say it's the extent of your friend messing around with your wife because okay. that's like that's like killing yeah. killing scenarios yeah your ex-girlfriend uh, yeah yeah ex-girlfriend that's fair that's a fair yeah. like yeah dude your really so you're, yeah, yeah, you're... yeah that's that's just like a, a really statement like really man that's that's what yeah. you did <laughs> yeah it's like you know about that like you have history but right. they went and did it anyways kind of thing yep yep, yep so yep. okay that's fair uh it was a it's actually it it might actually make book two um I, for archery blacktail i think it has to only be over a hundred inches okay um and it's it's a good buck and he shot he's like yeah i just just shot it because it was at 50 yards and it looked good and i was like wow well fuck you guy because <laughs> i spent 
I spent all this time looking at it. I was like, I wanted, I actually originally wanted TJ to shoot it, but my dad got it. I'm proud of him. Whatever. I love him. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Moving on. Yeah. Um, and so we get that old dial. We get back to the truck and uh, we got two bucks opening weekend. It was awesome. Um, and that was the reopener, like mid August, right? No, no, no. That was oh, actually that was July? opening weekend archery. Yeah. So gotcha. <laughs> opening weekend general seasons when I got my buck. I, I kind of did a a preface, I guess, to it. But um I went out hunting Saturday, saw a bunch of deer, um, saw Neo, but never I, I knew where he was but he didn't give me the opportunity to actually make a play on him. So I decided I was going to come back the next day and uh, I got up about an hour and a half earlier and got into a position way before sunrise. And um, he kind of beds in this really open area. It's this open hillside. And what he does is he comes out of this real tall grass on this open hillside and then feeds up and over and drops into, he comes up and over the hillside on the R property and drops into the neighboring property. And uh, I decided I was going to be on that hillside where he comes up and over. And I sat there, sat there, I'm sitting there, I'm just waiting and I'm super impatient. I can't sit there. I, I just can't. So sitting there legal light comes and i'm kind of glassing where i think i know where he's going to be and um glass a little bit more it gets a little bit brighter and it's the first day i have the um the dial to sight i'm looking at myself like there's no way i'm going to be able to take a shot at this right now it's like if legal light come it's two two minutes after legal light and i still can't see his it's fucking dark. Um, I pick out a body of a deer and glassing a little bit. And I see that it's already looking at me. I'm like, well, fuck. It's like, <laughs> it's like already, uh, already. Right. And yep. I'm looking at him like, okay, well, it's not Neo. It's, uh, inside the ears it would be like an okay representative of where i'm hunting sure and so i'm glassing glassing and he doesn't see he just is kind of looking at me but he doesn't seem like he's very startled in any way shape or form and so where i'm at i'm kind of on the back side of this ridge and i'm looking up and over the ridge at him and so i decided like well if he's already got me pinpointed they're not coming this way they're just they're not yeah and it's where i knew they were going to come anyways if they hadn't seen me this one's already seen me there's just no way so i was like maybe maybe if i make it over the hill I can get a clear shot because this one was at, he was at like 60 yards. I feel okay. comfortable taking a shot at 60. Like maybe this is the one buck that's with 
Neo. And if he's within 60, maybe 70, I'm sending it. Like, I'll be golden. Hopefully, that's what happens. Creep over. And all of a sudden, I see in the tall grass, Buck stand up. I notice it's Neo. It's 120 yards. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> all right. Well, like, there's, that's just not happening. So, right. I was hoping maybe that something would happen. The light's still dark where they can't quite see what I am, but they've still startled. And do you think they smelled you or do you think they just no, like knew the wind? There was actually good wind and it was blowing straight into my fucking face. Like there's no way they smell me. And uh, so do they think, do you think that you, they like heard you come in? Or they something? had to have heard me come in or there's something like I had to walk on a little bit of slate and like gravel to get into this area and i think that he might have heard me then and i was wearing like normal boots so it's going to be fairly loud because i'm a big yeah. ass dude so uh yeah that that forker horn decided he didn't like what he was seeing and kind of boogered off and he brought neo with him dropped down in this canyon came back up on the other side and i just gotta watch him the whole time and um i'm sitting there it's like it's still early and it's like maybe i'll go chase after them and they go into this oak thicket and so i was like i'll wait a few minutes i'm gonna go over there to chase after them in this oak thicket and so i give a little bit i watch them feed into that and i slowly make my way around and once i get over there <clears throat> there's this old fire road that drops off the cliff and down and around through this oak thicket and as i'm walking through i pick up a doe pick up a fawn i pick up a spike and then i come around this corner and i pick up this fawn another fawn and the sun's hitting her like i vividly remember the sun hitting her just perfectly it's this gorgeous fawn it's like that red it's got the white dots yeah. like this would be the perfect fucking photo <laughs> and so i'm looking at her through the binoculars it might be a guy, I don't know, but a font. I'm just looking through binoculars. I'm like, this is beautiful. So I was going to grab my phone and take a photo. And as I'm looking through the binoculars, I see some movement behind it. And I see two bucks. I'm like, oh, shit. That might be the two bucks that I was just chasing in here. Yeah. I see one that's at least a fork and horn. I'm like, fuck. All right. Perfect. So I make it down my, this road because I knew... They're feeding from my left to right, and they're going to end up eventually coming onto this fire road or near it to where I can get a shot. Mm -hmm. So I make my way down this road, and I'm trying to stay out of sight as best possible without making noise, but it's hard to do. And it's it's July, so we're, at this time it's August, so it's dry, oak leaves on the ground, tall grass. It's just loud. Yeah. And so... I make it to a spot to where I knew that I should be able to see him. Mm -hmm. Pull up the binos. I'm looking, 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 and I pick up the first buck, and the buck is looking at me but facing away. So its ass is basically mm -hmm. to me, quartered away slightly, yeah. with its head turned around looking over its back at me. Mm -hmm. And it's 61, 62 yards. I'm like, uh, and so. 
looking it's not super startled but it can see like it's looking at me it doesn't know what i am so i take a few steps off to the left and i'm looking it's like this is the best shot i'm going to get right now so i feel comfortable with the shot i know that i can hit this it's just i'm going to send it yeah so range it again all right 61 it was, i think it was 62 dial the site pull back and as i'm pulling back i'm shooting intentionally so i'm just like pull 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 and then it shoots as it shoots i hear the the skin it's almost like um you know like just a great shot you can or like when it hits the broadhead hits the animal you can it's almost like paper ripping like the skin the skin is just i heard that and i was like fuck yes i knew immediately that hit it and so it bucked and as it ran it almost acted as if it was drunk. It is stumbling, but like yeah. running at the same time. And so I knew that I'd made good contact with it. And so from where I was kind of shooting down at it, and when it moved off, I couldn't see after a little while because of the canopy of the trees. And, um, it kind of went down this little finger ridge. Uh, and as I did that, it, I lost it in the canopy of the trees. And so I waited a little bit and slowly made my way down to where I knew I had hit the deer, no blood. I'm like, fuck. Well, uh, this, is gonna, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. And so at the time it was it was still only like an hour after legal shooting light in the morning. So it's still really early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I get to where I sh- I knew I hit him. I, just from the sound, I knew I hit him. And I get there, I'm looking, I don't see anything, but I can see where he kicked up in the oak leaves. And so I'm looking, I'm kind of following tracks that I think are his, but I'm not 100% sure. And I'm walking down, and as I'm walking these, or following these tracks, I pull up my binos, and I look, and the other buck that was with him is walking by, and it's a beef. I wish I had shot him, but <laughs> it was a very good buck. And uh, I'm glad, I'm glad, Austin, you just have so many options. <laughs> I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm very lucky. I uh, I'm very fortunate to have PJ shoots a buck, your dad shoots a buck, you shoot a buck. It's not even your target buck. Ooh, there's another better buck. It's yeah. not even Neo. Hey, hey <laughs> I invited you out here last time I was talking to you, and you have never taken me up for it. So no way. Oh shame man. On you. Yep, it is. Yeah. It is shame on me. I need to. Yeah. Anyway, we will. We'll so, skip that. Like, <laughs> I'm looking at this buck. It's beautiful, and. uh I'm sitting there looking at him like, well, the buck that I shot, that's not the buck. I know he's a little bit smaller um, just because of the width and the height of this buck. And I'm looking, I'm like, all right. So I'm looking at my binos. I'm trying to look behind the buck that had walked by. And the one that I saw was, he was probably 70 yards from me. And I'm looking through and all of a sudden I pick up an antler tip and my buck that I had shot was dead laying there on the ground so that's no awesome. blood 
I hadn't even like expected to see anything. And once I got closer, I found some blood, but air was still stuck in them and it was so hard quarter away. It went in through the haunch on the on side and hit the shoulder on the opposite off side. And it was just yeah. insane. Just sent and, it right uh, out through it. Yeah. It worked great. It's like, being like having the draw length and draw weight that I have, I'm able to fortunately be less picky about my shots. So I was able to get that. Luckily, yeah. uh, worked out. He only went 30 yards maybe from where I hit him uh, and died like that. So uh, how big, how fun. big, how big, like, I mean, this is a good buck. And if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, this will be the, the picture um of the of the podcast like the the title or whatever um how big are these deer is this deer like 150 pounds or 100 yeah. pounds yeah, like you're a, a solid a solid black tail i mean like a a badass solid black tail you're looking at 110 pounds 115 at okay. most if you're looking at like like a corn fed a corn fed black tail is like 130 Okay. On average, you're looking 100 pounds. Um, you're looking at like coastal blacktail. You're looking 80 to 100 pounds. Okay. How much do you think this one weighed? Um, this one probably weighed. I think quartered out uh, was about 90, about 85 pounds. I didn't weigh him. I should have, but I didn't. No, no, no. Like, okay, so like full on with guts and everything like when you grabbed him oh yeah so guts everything hide on head on everything i would suspect he's about 115 120 pounds okay cool i just want to do that for for like reference right just for yeah. like people like look at this thumbnail and they'll be able to see go to cali underscore bowhunter you'll be able to see the buck but yeah he's not a white tail from the midwest or east coast where you're looking at the yeah, right. corn boys that are like 200 pounds no no i'm just so like that all to me that plays into the fact that shot him at 60 yards with uh you know a 78 pound bow a 30 inch essentially a 30 inch draw and a 490 grain arrow and you passed pretty you made it up through the back end of the body cavity all the way through to the front shoulder right yeah. you probably hit that knuckle on the front shoulder and that's what probably yep. stopped you right yep. So like, I just want to, I just want like reference thought for that. Um, and the size of the animal, because, you know, doing, doing something like that may or may not work on an elk. It may or may no, not work I, on a mule deer, right? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it on a, on an elk 100%. Like, right. Well, I, I know guys who have and have killed doing that. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Like if you're six, if you're 100%, like, I'm not going to tell you not to do anything, but if you feel confident in your equipment to send one at an animal and you know with certainty that you're going to be able to harvest that animal, then send it. But like these deer aren't very big. So if you're going to punch a hole in them, it's very likely you're going to be able to find them. They're not, they're not small or they're not very big in any way, shape or form. Gotcha. No, I just want to like provide that for reference, like nothing against your shot. Like, like you just said, if you're comp, that's my same opinion as well. Back to the whole, like 
don't fuck with me and I won't fuck with you thing. Like if you're confident and you believe in it, go after it. You know, hey, Anthony, you mind if I run to the restroom real quick? Yeah, it's totally fine. All right. <laughs> I'm like doing the PP dance over here. Piss break, piss break. Drank too much tequila. Got the marks rolling. Um, yeah, and that was, I guess, for everybody listening, that's just one of the things, you know, like uh it's kind of a hot topic in terms of like shot placement, um, poundage, front of center, arrow weight, all that kind of stuff. I think that's one of the one of the things about um the internet and people being able to talk about everything nowadays. And, and people who have time to talk about everything and gripe about everything. And everyone has an opinion on forums and things like that. Um, you know, there are certain things that are like unethical that a lot of people would consider unethical, but at the same time are also, also very killable shots. Like in the Midwest from Wisconsin, 60 yards on a whitetail, hard courting away, 95% of people are not going to take that shot, but you go out West to mule deer and elk country and people look at you like you're stupid for not taking that shot and then you go out to cali you know with with austin on these blacktail even a smaller animal less hardy and people will also say like yeah you're probably stupid for not taking that shot because it's 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 just different scenarios different surroundings and i would highly encourage anybody who's listening like don't don't judge people based on like just shot distance, like under, try to understand the scenario that they're in, the amount of practice they put in, the and the the different situations that are presented within their hunting lifestyle. Because so much, so many of us have this uh, a fragmented or very minute scale of what hunting is. You know, not everybody's the hunting public and hunts you know twenty states a year and has all this collective knowledge. Most of us hunt one state a year, if that, and we get a couple tags. And most of us do not fill those tags. So it's it's really like uh, I don't know. I feel like it's it's just one of those things that I personally just stay completely out of. Like if you think you're confident in the shot, take the shot. Like you know if you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you know, if you're confident in it, like, dude, I can make that shot all day, every day at home on the target. I don't know why I fucked it up here. It happens. And you're the one who feels the remorse and the regret and the sinking feeling in your gut and the sickness to your stomach and all that stuff for making that shot, making you want to quit bow hunting. But at the same time, like if you're confident in it, go for it, take it. And don't think about what if I miss, think about punching that thing right through the heart. Yeah. Right? Like. A vast majority of the shots that I've taken over the time, like the last few years, um, I think in the last four years, only one shot's been within 40 yards. And so, yeah, it, I mean, and for me, I've I, never had, I haven't taken a shot. I think I've taken one shot at like 52. Other than that, there's been nothing over 35, I think 30, 32 was the furthest shot prior to that. And that's just a lot of the times it's because the scenarios that I hunt in are a lot, really close quarters. Like it's somewhere between five and 30 yards is my only shooting lanes. Yeah. That's like, and that's where 30 yards is where it starts with us. Cause a lot of it's open. So yeah. Exactly. Different I mean, scenario. You might 
only get a 60, 60 plus shot, like yard shot. And if you mm-hmm. don't feel comfortable taking that, don't take it. Like, honestly, just don't take it. But if you feel comfortable with it, send it, dude. Mm-hmm. It's it's all depends on how much you shoot, how comfortable, like you were saying. If you're comfortable shooting a lot of Western right. shooters, you're going to be shooting a lot further than most East Coast shooters because we're not sitting in heavy timber. We're going to yep. be sitting on the mountainside that's going to be a little bit more open. So um all those yeah. further shots it kind of it sucks like i would love to have a 30 yard shot on an animal but it just doesn't happen all the time like right no uh, and then was, you throw yeah and you throw a target out at 20 yards and you're like this is how close they typically are yeah <laughs> I, yeah like yeah, i'm shooting my backyards this it's great but right. like uh kind of a segue into the bear i shot i shot at 41 which is like after all the shooting that my buddies and I do, we kind of fart around at his house. He's got a range at his house and um, 40 yards is pretty easy compared to like what we're used to shooting. Cause we do a lot of those uh, team whiskeys that shoot out here. And um, I did Reading last year. And a lot of the shots you're looking at 40 yards is kind of where it starts. So if you are consistent at 40 yards, if you can hit like a paper plate at 40 yards, all day you should be comfortable on the West Coast, like shooting any Western things. And like 40 to 60 is kind of the the general distance you're going to be dealing with out here. but I, I mean, I try to shoot way past that if I can. And um, I felt very comfortable shooting out 41 yards. And when that bear came up, I sent it. I was a little more far forward than I wanted to be, but it went 30 yards and died. So that's yeah. it. I mean, it was a downhill shot it was a technical it was a super technical shot it was 35 degree downhill um 41 yards and uh it went less than 30 yards and died in the creek so how did that how did that hunt go so i want to get you out here for that i think you'd enjoy that it's um i think i would too so that one (laughs) That one's awesome because so this year is the second year after the burn. So there's a fire that went through there two years ago. And last year was good. I actually, uh, I lost a bear last year. I shot a bear, looked for, for about a day, couldn't find it, but, uh, lots of deer, lots. There was a, a good amount of bear per what you would think there would be this year was it was just crazy um in our camp we had four people one of the guys ended up leaving because he ended up drinking a little too much the night prior and got sick and didn't feel good so he went home uh because he's a rookie but yeah jabroni a jabroni 
I haven't heard that word in a long time, but yeah. Um, and then the other camp is my good hunting buddy's cousin. He's a fire chief and he, he invited a bunch of people up. So I think he had nine people at his camp, which is kind of a party foul, but they did all right. So, yeah. Um, we don't hunt a very big spot and getting up there a lot of it is your a lot of this area is got roads okay and so you'll take an atv to the certain spot that you want to hunt and you can either hunt the road if you want or you can hike off of the road into these areas that are in between other roads um and so Saturday morning, we all kind of separated. I ended up missing a massive bear. Um, it, like one of the biggest bears I've ever seen. I missed it at 87 yards. Um, prior to this, I've been shooting at a very far distance. I was like constantly shooting at 100 yards. So I felt very comfortable yeah um and so i'm driving down this fire is a fire road that ended up getting carried out at the end so driving down on an atv down this area that i wanted to check and i looked kind of up and over my shoulder and noticed this bear coming out of the creek bottom up across the the drainage for me and my range is 87. Okay. And it was coming behind this pine tree. And it was supposed to get in this clearing. And as I range, I was like, all right, well, by the time he gets on the other side of this tree and in this clearing, he should be about 90. Dial the side to 90. And I draw back and I wait for him to get behind, or like out in the clearing. And I just say, hey. And he stops and turns it me and just pull 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 sin and i could just see the arrow just flying 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 i missed i missed like an inch or two over its back so it didn't it didn't make it to 90 it was probably 87 yeah needless to say i was a little upset about that but i had to drop off this mountain and then go down to the creek, cross the creek, and get back up to my arrow because arrows aren't cheap. So went over there. My arrow was yard sailed. It actually ended up breaking, so, but I got my components back. Yeah. Um, wasn't able to find it again. And uh, finished going down this road and uh, made it back to camp, had some lunch. Talked to my buddy about the day. He saw some deer, but no legal deer at the time. And uh, was like, all right, we'll split up again after lunch. So had our food. And at while we were eating our lunch, we decided that we we're kind of going to cruise together and then split up later on in the day. So we're cruising around. We see a bunch of does a bunch of fawns and it's actually the most does and fawns that i've seen in that area in a long time um 
myself, I think I saw 20 does and like 15 fonts. Dang. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. And this was over a Friday, Friday to Monday. Um, and then over that span, just to kind of talk about the whole span of the weekend, I saw two legal bucks and six, six bears. So Dang. I saw more bears than I did legal bucks. Um, and so, um, cruising around whatever and i decided that i'm gonna go check out that area where i missed that bear earlier in the morning i get down there and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna walk this road it's about a mile and a half two miles and it's steep man like off to my left it's you it goes straight up this mountain and then off to the left or sorry as i'm walking off to the left is up the mountain off to the right down in the creek and down the creek, it's a 35-degree downhill shot. Yeah. So it's pretty steep. Um, I'm walking. I'm just Every so often, I'll stop in glass and check this area out. There's a flowing creek that goes through the area. And this time, or right now, there's a lot of berries. So I know that there's food source down there. I know that the bears are going to want water and food. So... It should be a good area. And the year prior, I shot that bear and lost it. So I knew this area had good bears. And so I'm walking down. I got probably four to 500 yards, maybe even further from my ATV. And I heard some twigs popping. And I was like, all right, well, maybe, maybe something's falling off the trees and it's making that sound. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking around, nothing. And all of a sudden, another pop. I was like, all right, there's no way. There's there's no wind going. There's it's gotta be an animal. So I'm glassing yeah. and I pop up this this bear. And uh funny thing is it's the one bear that I've always wanted to shoot is a cinnamon bear. I've always wanted mm -hmm. to shoot a cinnamon bear. Just they're beautiful. And um these well on my photos you can see it, it was just cinnamon yeah and yep. um so i see it and i'm like all right well at this time it's it's off to my left down the road more and at this time when i spot it it's about 110 yards away and so i decided i'm gonna walk down the side of this mountain a little bit more off the road and see if I can't cut the distance because I can see that it's feeding in the berries in the creek and then going to come up. Essentially, if I was to walk the road, it would have just ran into me, essentially. Gotcha. And it was later in the day, so the wind's coming actually. It was actually kind of nice because the wind's coming down the creek bottom towards me because it was up. It would sure. have been, if you're looking topographically it would have been higher than me but the way i'm looking at it, it's below me it's just a weird setup but um wind's coming at me and so i was gonna try to get on the same plane as it and as it's coming up it has to come up this um small embankment onto a plateau below me in front of this tree 
And so mm -hmm. I'm ranging, see the tree, and the tree's 41, 42 yards away. And um, I'm watching it, and it finally starts coming up the embankment. And as I see his head come up the embankment, I come to full draw. And as its head touches the tree, I whistle to try to get it to stop. And it stops perfectly with its vitals right in front of the tree. Just pull, 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 sin. And as I, I shoot, feels good. And it just does this, this guttural, just real like demonic sound scream. Just <laughs> And it jumps off of this like plateau little like incline into the creek and as it does that i lose sight of it and so i'm trying to see if i can see it come up the other side or if it goes upstream or downstream and i can't see it and so i'm glassing don't see any movement and typically when you shoot a bear you'll hear uh like a death moan yeah it makes it like almost similar to the sound that i heard when i hit it and i don't hear anything so i decided it was like i'm gonna wait 30 minutes prior to me going down there because although the bear that i end up shooting is pretty small i don't want to fuck with a bear like sure. a wood bear just not gonna I'm not yeah gonna that's fair it. and so i'm glassing glassing and i actually noticed the creek the creek's moving somewhat slow and I can see blood in the creek. It goes from clear where I can mm -hmm. see the rock to where I can see red in the creek. So, all right, well, the bear's either wounded or dead in the creek or next to the creek wounded or dead. So I know that is somewhere thereabouts. And I decide, so, all right, after 30 minutes, I'm going to walk down there. I have my pistol on me. Uh, and I'm going to walk down there and make sure that is dead so i yeah. get down there and i pop up over the crest and i'll i'll send you the photo I'll, i think i'm gonna i might post it tomorrow but is dead in the creek i think i actually posted the me when i got to the bear or whatever in the creek but mm -mm. pop up not over here the i'm looking it's not here yeah oh, it's not okay no so you pop up and you look over and I know it says like it's the second to last video I think I posted might be it, but it's dead center of the creek and its face was buried in the creek. So I never would have heard the death moan. And uh, it was a surreal moment because I spent three years chasing a bear and just to be able to actually be successful with it um was something that's i awesome. never really expected it was yeah. pretty awesome like and that's but, cool dude the, it was weird to experience it yourself because uh, i like i like to be able to experience things with other people and so you can kind of like feed off each other and be super mm -hmm. pumped up but I was in the middle of nowhere. I had no cell service and I was dealing with an animal that can fuck me up real easy. Yeah. And it was just a weird, it was, it was very weird. 
And I remember first off messaging my buddy, Matt, and just say, hey, dude, I got a bear down. Can you come help me? Uh, because he was up there hunting with me. Yeah. And uh, then I messaged uh, a few other people. So I, dude, I got a, I got a bear down, but I'm like, I'm looking at it and I'm still worried that the bear might actually get up and mess with Come me. Come get you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and I'm not worried more so about myself. I'm worried about what are my kids going to deal with? Like being as a parent, it's like, sure. I always want to make sure that I come home. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, it, it still hasn't quite sunken in that I got in a bear. I, I actually cooked some the other night and my kids absolutely loved it. They said my middle child who's super picky said it's one of his most favorite meat that he's ever had. Nice. It's similar, yeah. It's similar to, um, roast beef, but it's okay. more flavorful. It's got a lot of good flavor to it. And it's really good. But, um, gotcha. I'm sitting there and I'm butchering it out. I take my photos and I butcher it out and I have my walkie talkie on me and I have my Garmin. And when I sent the Garmin message, I was like expecting Matt to like hit me up on the Garmin and be like, Hey dude, where are you? Kind of thing. And, um, he hits me up on the walkie talkie and say, Hey, uh, I see your ATV. Where are you? It's like, well, I, I'm like several hundred yards down the road and like off into the Creek. And he goes, Oh, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm skinning my, skinning my bear. And he goes, Oh no shit, you got a bear? And I was like, Yeah, dude, I sent you a message like an hour and a half ago on the Garmin. It's like, oh my Garmin's not on. So I never checked it. It's like, you bastard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> so he goes up and oh my gosh. Yeah, it was it was like it was. Something that you'd see on a TV show. Is that another like standard friend friend best practice is to uh, enable you to buy things. And, and even though you're, you're, they're your best friend, they're never like on time and they're never like reliable. They got to test your will to live every once in a while. And they, they, they fuck with you so much yet you still love them. That's how you know. Yeah, exactly. But no way, like, he he goes all right well i'm gonna start driving down this road and just hit me up on the walkie when you hear me get close yeah driving he goes you hear me i'm like dude i don't hear you it's like all right and he keeps driving i'm like just keep going just keep going i'm i might be further than i think i am and he's like i can kind of hear his atv eventually i was like all right dude i hear your atv you're coming close and as he gets close, I turn off the walkie and I'm starting, like, I can yell pretty good. And I'm yelling at him up this mountain. And he stops and he comes down. He actually comes down. And this gentleman, I love him, brings me a beer. His buddy, Dave, who was camping with us, had a beer in his backpack that he was ready to, like, have as a celebratory beer. Sure. Brought me a beer for having shot this bear. And uh, at this time, as he shows up, uh, I already had one side of the deer 
done, or sorry, the bear butchered. So I had the front and the rear quarters done, the uh, one tender, one back trap and the ribs all done and the neck. And so he's like, hey, do you want me to take it up to the, up to the road so you don't have to do it? And it's like, a, from where I'm at, it's fucking steep. Yeah, it looks pretty steep. Far, I found that video. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's, steep. It's steep, but it, it's not far. I was like, dude, if you want to do it, do it. I'd appreciate it, but you don't have to. And he's like, all right, no, I'll bring it up. And know what I'll do? I'll do you a favor. I'll go and drive to get your ATV and bring it closer to you. I'm like, all right, well. What a nice guy. Yeah, I love you a little bit. Just a little bit. And so he does that, and he brings the meat up there, and I finish off the the bear and bring it up there. But they decide, since it's still, at that time, it's only 5.30. And uh, I think 8.30 is the legal shooting light when it ends. So it still have three hours of legal shooting light to hunt. It's like, dude, just get out there and hunt. Get this squared away if you want. I'll meet you back at camp. So they go out and hunt. I get it all dialed and it was all square away. Uh, but yeah, that was my first bear. And um, I'm still kind of figuring out what the hell went on because <laughs> it, it's weird because I, I've always seen a lot of them growing up camping around here, but I've never actually hunted them until three years ago. And then actually hunting them solely with my bow is something just different hunting an apex yeah. predator like that is just crazy and then being successful with it, it kind of it takes a while to sink in but mm-hmm. uh the meat the animal itself was the cleanest animal that i've seen as a big game animal it had no ticks on it there's no fleas on it um super clean that's interesting yeah i i didn't see a single ticker flea on it not one um and then when I butchered it, the meat itself, it looks like a it looks like a hybrid between deer and pig. It was like a a reddish white meat. It was it's weird to describe. It was super, super clean, smelled really fresh and clean. It there's no smell to it whatsoever. Um the bear itself smelled it's kind of it's gonna be a weird to say this but it died in the creek so it smelled like wet dog it was a weird smell it sure. had long hair just that you know like a like a duck hunting dog where you get that oh yeah like yeah yeah wet smell yeah smell like that but the meat on it is super clean there's a and for the size my bear was probably only a hundred pounds uh but it's a stocky hundred pounds. So it's a lot smaller than you'd think it'd be. Okay. It's, the forearms are really stocky, super stacked full muscles, the back legs. Um, the back legs actually minus the hams were thinner than the front legs because they're always digging and climbing. Sure. So their forearms on their front arms are like what most humans calves are. It's it's a weird animal to to skin and gut. It was a it was a weird one, but uh, the meat's phenomenal. 
actually it's one of my most favorite meats that i've had so far in a very long time and i've nice. had beer a long time ago and i loved it but i had it um thursday with the kids we made um tacos and uh there was zero meat left over every all the kids ate it everybody ate it it was it was very good meat Dude, that's awesome yeah, yeah i gotta i gotta try that i you know in terms of like some people have like mixed feelings towards um mixed or no or full on like like you know a lot of people are like oh yeah goose sure go shoot geese right ducks that's fine you know deer whatever pigs yes kill them all right and then people are like bears mm, maybe mountain lions what are you doing like yeah. grizzly bears predators. like how the fuck yeah predators are weird right yeah people get weird about predators. predators it's any animal that might possibly eat other animals yeah it's and i don't i'd like to me that's like it's very strange because like a lot of the people who are the people who are most weird about it are vegetarians right oh. they're like why the fuck are you killing bears you're like why do you care they eat all the shit that you don't want us to touch like i but it's a natural order of things so we're not natural well we're evolved beyond that whatever whatever bullshit that they come up with to to justify it in their mind but yeah people yeah. are weird about that i'm not weird about bear hunting it's just not um i fully support it i fully support it like all predator hunting like if it's legal and biologists say like there's a healthy population you want to go kill one fantastic and they issue tags for it and all that jazz like go get mm -hmm. them um it just is with the limited time that i have i'm just like it's not high on my bucket list but also like if somebody says hey you're gonna go elk hunting in colorado and you can get a bear tag for an extra hundred dollars like i'm gonna buy that bear tag yeah um, just in case i come across one dude right? i'm telling you what you need to do is you need to pick up a tag just message me on instagram you're coming out next year <laughs> Dude, we're gonna get so you i would actually work out well i i honestly like my my summer has been so busy i just didn't even think about it until like you killed that buck and i saw it and i was like shit probably should have tried to go out there this year dude so, i'm telling you it's like so august is when this zone opens and okay. this zone like if you really wanted to, you can make a family trip out of it. You can drop the lady off at like Napa, <laughs> have her do some wine uh, tasting or whatever, and then be like, hey, <laughs> I'm going up with the boys into the mountains and we're going to do some things. All right. <laughs> but like, it's all so both, so both deer and bear in the zones over the counter. No drop. Oh, nice. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure what the cost is for a non-resident, but it's not astronomical and it's fun, dude. It's, it's it sounds fun. Not, sounds like a good time. It's, it's a great time. Like it's not super hard. Like you can make it as easy as you want. You can literally road hunt if you want, or you can hike out and see some things. Like I know people that have hiked several miles and seen a buck and shot it or they've shot one literally right off the road so it's yeah. like it's however you want to make it and this year being the second year after a fire it has been phenomenal between i think we had 12 people between two camps we saw 22 bears um 
Nice. And between those 12 people, six deer were shot and two bears were shot. And this is public. Numbers. Any, anyone can go to it. Yeah. So Solid numbers. Yeah, there's, it, we got pretty lucky here, but it's like, I saw, I saw two legal bucks, two of which I didn't have a comfortable shot at. But if I had a few more seconds, I would have been able to get it done. Uh, and there, I mean, there's, there's a plethora of deer and bear in that area. Cool. Yeah, I should try to get out there. But I guess moral of the story, like the 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 blacktail, lots of time, lots of scouting, spot and stalk, get in the right position, right time, make the shot, right? Bear yeah. hunting, wandering down a road. <laughs> right, yeah, right so place, like- right time. Like your meal there last year. Bear, they're very food oriented. So if you have a food source, eventually you're going to see one there. But they're always moving. Um, Depending on where you're hunting, the black tail are going to be moving as well. Um, Sometimes it's like in Mendocino where we were hunting, it's haired in a bit. So you can put on a decent stock on an animal and get relatively close um where i normally hunt from where i'm where i live is pretty open so a 40 yard shot to close shot uh yeah you'd be lucky like a 40 yard shot's good so mendocino you're you can get a 20 yard shot all day as if you take your time and sneak in on it you'd be able to pull it off pretty easy okay um, well i just practice i just like now that i got i i got new arrows i got my new site like i would just practice and make sure that i can i can like i have a range where i can go and i can work out to 100 and that way yeah. a 60 yarder looks pretty nice you know yeah and i can i can do that so like don't worry about that i'll figure that out it's just uh i mean obviously the closer the better right if i could get them to yeah. 15 that'd be phenomenal but i also i also wouldn't uh with my experience level in spot and stalking i would not uh expect me to get that close i can get that close for turkeys like i can i can work in on turkeys on that distance but totally different ball game with a shotgun yeah yeah (laughs) right don't actually have to draw don't have to sit up don't have to there's a bunch of there's a bunch of advantages to using a shotgun but no i mean those are those sound like fantastic hunts um and and great like good experience good good quality good quality hunts that like you know anybody anybody can experience and anyone can relate to right people who put a ton of effort and then are able to make a a great shot on a nice buck and people who are walking through the woods and i mean people do it every year in in the whitetail woods they're walking to their tree stand and walking out of the tree stand and they see a buck rutting and running around and they just like stop and stop moving and here it comes and they shoot it right yeah happens all the time 100 that's like california is like i it's super underrated when it comes to hunting i think Mm -hmm. Uh, but like you were saying it's you can make the hunt as hard as you want you can you can decide that you want to go into like just for example the trinities which is like a coastal northern mountain closer to oregon and i mean it's you're like 
goat hunting mountains. It's gnarly. Oh. You can hunt those and you can kill a like a fucking world class buck. Uh, or you could literally be driving down the road out of there and one pops up on the side of the road and just shoot it from there. It's like you can make it as hard as you want, but uh, it really caters to everybody and is just really dependent on how you want to hunt it. Because uh, if you like, I typically do archery only tags, which allows me to hunt a zone, which is the largest zone in the state, but it also allows me to hunt several other zones. So you, I can hunt all the B zone and I can hunt all the D zone. So I can hunt and that's going to sound like gibberish to most people, but I can hunt a vast majority of the state of California if I just pick up an archery only tag. Now, if I wanted to do a zone specific tag, so if I want to hunt um, D4, which is only going to allow me think of it as like counties in a state, you can only hunt a certain county and you can hunt it archery or rifle, but you can only hunt that zone. But if you handicap yourself to archery, you're able to hunt myself. I can hunt almost the whole top three quarters of California. Yeah. Almost. Like, I mean, minus yeah. a few zones here and there, but that's a shitload of land. And I can hunt it from July to uh, end of November almost uh, anywhere I want. Yeah. So it, it's Modern pretty time, awesome. Yeah. And it's a it's a highly slept on state um, for hunting. Um, politics here sucks. Let's be honest, but <laughs> hunting wise, it's pretty pretty awesome. Pretty so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, cool. I yeah, I remember last time we talked about it. Like it was same type of thing. Like hunting wise, there actually is some phenomenal opportunity there, and it's overlooked yeah. a lot. Um, just because of the politics and people like California, why do you want to go to California to hunt? Yeah. Like, you know, um, I'd rather go to Colorado or Montana or Wyoming. Right. But at the same time, yeah. I mean, the opportunities uh, clearly it's there um, mm -hmm. and it's there for the take. And if you want to go, so. Yeah. Well, no, shoot, my, dad got drawn, my dad got drawn for that bighorn sheep last year. No, we shit. did that bighorn sheep hunt. That's cool. Yeah, How did you guys do? I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't follow. My dad got so my dad. So it was not this year, but last year. Last year they did a uh, a fundraiser tag essentially, so you can buy as many tags as you want, which is enters you into this drawing. It's like a raffle essentially. So you bought enough raffle tickets, you have a better chance. Uh, my dad spent seventy five bucks and bought and ended up winning the bighorn desert bighorn sheep hunt down uh in southern california that's wild is it how big how much of a tag is that otherwise um if you were to purchase it at the wild sheep foundation or another hunting organization is over a hundred thousand dollars so my dad got it for 75 bucks that's fucking nuts yeah they got really lucky with that. But um, the cool <laughs> thing, the super cool thing about that is it's so rare that you can get it. 
So if you get drawn for the hunt, you can only do it once. But if you do the fundraiser tag, you can get it another time. So my dad got the fundraiser tag, so he can get it and he can get drawn for it again. Oh but it like he got lucky with that. But yeah, since it's so rare, people that have previously done that hunt come out of the woodwork and hit you up and be like, hey, this is where I saw a bunch of rams but like the community there is super weird because it's a highly sought after tag you would think nobody would want to help you but people are actually like piling out of the woodwork to actually send you information to help you out so i actually met quite a few people and like buddies that helped us out like hey check out this area or don't sleep on this area check this area out and uh that's yeah so got, that's really cool yeah we got super lucky with that my buddy made a video he came down we did two trips down prior to the hunt to scout and check out where we wanted to be on opening day and um opening day came around and we had myself my pops who had the tag my buddy matt who i hunt with all the time and then two other guys and um we checked out this area and it's all on video on YouTube. It's, it, it was awesome. But my dad and I, they ended up leaving. My dad and I were there for five days and we decided we were going to take a break and just sit a watering, like a, they do a guz, guzzlers out there for water. And um, cause it's in the middle, it's just South of death Valley. It's in the middle of Mojave desert. Okay. So the army corps or the army has to fly in water to these animals because there's no water there otherwise because the humans decided that we need water in LA for some shitty reason. And um, <laughs> so we decided we we're going to sit on this mountain and glass over this uh this guzzler on the 5th day and uh this one ram came in that my dad liked and we decided to take it. But five days, uh, we did 45 miles on foot and uh, we were, it was rough. And my dad, he's 63. He toughed it out the whole time and uh, got it done. That's cool. It was, yeah, it, it wasn't book. It was a young ram, but it was what he wanted. He just wanted a full curl, at least on one side. Yeah. And got it done. It was, it was an amazing experience. And um, it was something that I'm very blessed to experience because it was, it's just different hunting a, a, a legitimate desert. Like if you're driving through that, it's from going from Los Angeles to las vegas you're driving through and it's what well, you would never suspect anything to be alive out there and um just being on those mountains realizing how many things are actually alive running around those mountains pretty impressive uh we saw coyotes we saw badgers tarantulas birds lizards snakes rams everything it, it is pretty impressive to see what's actually alive out there uh in a place that you would only suspect aliens to be alive so 
No, dude, that's wild. I'm looking these photos up on Instagram. I'm scrolling through them right now. This is yeah, really cool. And it's all, yeah, all on a fundraiser, which is yeah, you know, just the opportunity. Runs. Just the opportunity. We didn't do guide. We did it all ourselves. Uh, the guide wanted like 10 grand on top of that just to like show us. You show up and they're like, all right, there's a ram right here. Shoot it. It's like, mm, no. We want to go out there and experience it ourselves. So, well, for guys who usually pay a hundred grand for a license, like that might be what those type of those people want. Yeah. What's another ten grand to them? Kind of right, thing. if you're paying a hundred, but if you're paying seventy five bucks, a hundred grand, ten grand is a lot of money. <laughs> the most the most expensive thing out of that whole trip was my fuel driving down there. It was an eight hour drive to get down there. So yeah, did I bet? And that was, yeah. Dude, that, yeah, I bet that was. That was November of last, uh, November 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. So don't, for everybody listening, don't sleep on Cali. No. If you want some opportunity, Cali does provide. um, Yeah, I mean, there's elk here. If you, I mean, the chance of getting an elk tag is slim to none, but there's elk here. There's, there's, Bighorn sheep here. There's pigs, everything. There's blacktails. There's bears. Yeah, yeah. all sorts. Yeah, of there's stuff. mule deer, blacktail, whatever. Man, it's like whatever you want to hunt. We have it almost all of it, minus like mountain goats and whitetail, and moose and caribou. Sure, but it's like we got if you, yeah, if yeah. you want to hunt some, it's like most of it's over the counter uh the only thing is like hunting august or hunting hunting the heat and you gotta deal with the heat and figuring out the meat to get out of there so sure that makes sense yeah yeah it's probably the hardest part getting the kill it is, it is pretty kill out of there <laughs> yeah. uh, gotta be proactive about that stuff for sure mm-hmm. all right man well it's getting late for me we've been on here for a couple hours I appreciate the time, Austin. Yeah. Appreciate it's, it, brother. It's been two hours and 20 minutes. You're killing me, dude. That's awesome. Good stories. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Good stories and technical difficulties. And yeah, technical difficulties. Uh, we're out of cocktails. Right. Yeah, I'm, but, out of, I'm out of whiskey as well. But um, all right, so if people want to find you, Cali underscore bowhunter. I've said it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's underscore underscore bow hunter. Oh, but, two of them. Okay. Yeah, it's it's sneaky. I got super sneaky with. It. I really wanted that name, so I had yeah. to double underscore it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, if you want to find Austin, look him up there. Um, anything else? Go no, go look at Annihilator Broadheads for sure. Yeah, if you're interested in shooting some fixed play broadheads there. They're definitely a good one to shoot. Um, mm-hmm. They're uh, their designs a hundred percent different than everything out there right now, and uh, but they clearly do a good job. They work. <laughs> yep, and they don't let the, well. don't let the cutting diameter fool you. That's uh, yeah. The standards the standards are sub one inch, uh, and that freaks a lot of people out. But when right. they hit that hole, they're an inch and a half hole. So. Uh, yeah, they 
they work well and they have the XLs out now to help out. And so if you hit some with an XL, you're looking at about a two inch hole in an animal. It's like putting a two inch diameter rebar through something. And it, uh, right. That's it'll cool. work. So that makes sense. All right. Yeah. So check out Annihilators. Check out Austin. Thank you, everybody, for for tuning in. Appreciate the time. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, If you did, like, subscribe. And again, we got the Deer Vein Whitetail series rolling out next week. So excited to chat with you guys about that, or at least uh, provide some more content there. And please, again, like I said, if uh, I don't know if I said this or not, I I recorded a podcast last night with myself, just me talking, and I didn't like it, so I didn't want to post it. (laughs) So... So if I didn't say this this on this podcast, um, if you as a listener do kill a deer, please, or a, or anything, a deer, a bear, whatever, an elk, um, let me know. Love to hear the story on the podcast. Love to share. Love to talk you about the tactics. You did say that at the beginning. You All right. Fantastic. Okay. Sorry. We've been on here for, for two hours. I can't remember. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a while. <laughs> so, yep. Um, so with that, Appreciate it, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time.